Welcome to Megawatts and Microphones, our brand new podcast on energy literacy. Today, I'm super excited here with Graham, and we're going to talk about the core of our podcast, energy system. Everyone knows about electricity, oil, transportation, but these are only parts of the system. The energy system can be described in three simple links of a change, the sources, the currencies, and the services. Today, I'm here with your co-host, Graham, which is going to be our guest today. And he'll explain a little bit more about what an energy system is and what does it has to do with sustainability. So welcome, Graham, to your podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Graham, what is an energy system? So before I explain what exactly an energy system is, I want to just explain what a systems approach is. So... A systems approach is basically the idea that you want to approach the system, very explained in the name. <laughs> and that seems very obvious. Of course, you want to look at a system when you're talking about analyzing a system. But a lot of the time in research and in engineering and really just everywhere in the world, it's very easy to hone in on one specific component of a system and do a lot of work on that rather than look at the big picture and how everything relates to everything else. So a systems approach is really just taking a very holistic approach to solving problems by looking at how all the different pieces exist and interact with each other and how changing one piece will affect all of the other pieces. So if we think about the term energy system, it's now clear that energy systems is taking a systems approach to energy. Okay, so the energy system, it's the big picture. And this approach, we're looking like a stepping back and like imagining it's like a black box or we don't know what's going on. But then what are the pieces of this system that we are taking for obvious or that we are not discussing because we're looking at a system? Yeah, so I guess we're, we're taking that black box, we're taking a step back and looking at what's actually in it. And if you were to open up the box, look what's inside of it, the three big chunks that you would see would be energy services, energy currencies, and energy sources. Um, and there's obviously a lot of other little chunks in there, but but those are the big three. And those are, I think, where I'm going to start explaining what's in this black box that is the energy system. So if we start at energy services, that's what you're interacting with on a, a daily basis. And we're interacting with all sorts of energy services. So there's some really obvious examples of this, like turning on the lights, cooking, entertainment, turning on your TV, or transporting yourself from place to place, heating your home. Uh, you can really go on and on about what an energy service is. And we can also think about energy services in a little bit more abstract of a way um, as the embodied energy that an object has. So although it's not a, a service exactly, something like a smartphone took energy to create and you're interacting with it and there is an energy system that was involved in creating that object so it has some energy embodied in it. It, it represents a use of energy previously and, and currently because your, your phone does use electricity to be operated. Um, so, and, and another important thing to note is that energy services don't change. We're always going to have the same wants and needs, food, shelter, warmth, communication, and we're always going to have those same needs 
as we had 100 years ago, and we're always going to have the same wants and needs that we have 100 years in the future. So um, the the big categories of energy services are always going to be there, and we're always going to need to achieve these needs using energy systems. Wait, wait, wait. So you mentioned they don't change, but you also mentioned smartphones. My grandma didn't have a smartphone. Like, what? Yeah, very good point. So, so it's most accurate to say that the categories of services within energy services do not change. So although a smartphone is definitely a new invention, the service of communication has always been a need for people and it will always be a need for people. So yes, today I did text you from my smartphone to ask you what time we were going to record this podcast. And yeah, your grandma probably didn't have that ability, but 10 years ago, maybe I would have called you on a landline. A hundred years ago, maybe I would have sent you a telegraph or maybe even a uh, thousand years ago, I would have sent a guy riding a horse to deliver a message to you about the podcast. A thousand years ago, you probably wouldn't have been asking me to record a podcast. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point as well. <laughs> okay, so now we see, like, if we go back, the energy system is a big picture. And then we open the box. We have services, which is what we interact on a daily basis, our needs, heating, transportation, what is the next thing? Like what, like the service comes from somewhere. Is that the first part of the link? Is that the middle part? Is that, where is, does that fit in the system? Uh, so we consider services the, the first part of the link since that's the, the one that doesn't change, as I said, and it's also the one we interact with and the one we actually want to achieve. So it's, it's useful to think about that as the first of, spoiler, three big chunks of the energy system. So um, that brings us to the, the second part of the energy system, which is the currency. So um, the services are what we want to do with the energy and the currency, you could say, is really the, the medium of energy that we're using. So you don't mean dollars. You don't mean yuans. You don't mean. No. Um, so I'm using currency not as monetary value, but as as something we exchange for a service. You could also think of it as as a carrier. It's it's the the thing that carries the energy so we can exchange it for a service. So. There's some really obvious examples of currency, uh, those being maybe electricity or something like gasoline that you use every day to either heat your house, light your house, cook your food, um, or go from place to place. But I should also mention that currencies have the potential to be a lot more than just electricity or gasoline. For example, if you were going to achieve the service of transportation using a horse to ride a horse from place to place, then you would probably consider something like hay as the currency, since the horse actually runs on the hay. You put the hay, which contains the energy, into the horse, and the horse takes you place to place. Um, similarly, you could think of the fat in our bodies or the carbohydrates uh, that we eat as the currency for us ourselves to do our daily tasks. We're full of currency. Yes, we probably, a lot of us have a little <laughs> bit more currency on us than we, we want in terms of energy. <laughs> um, but we can also look into the future and see some more difficult to understand examples of currencies. So if you think about a lot of consumer electronics nowadays and maybe even electric cars, some of them are using lithium in the form of a lithium-ion battery to store energy. So the energy itself is actually carried in different forms of lithium. And when you use your phone, use your electric car, you're actually 
turning that lithium into the surface itself. You can even think about something like hydrogen gas as something that stores energy as an energy currency. And that hydrogen gas can be moved around or piped around to be used for all sorts of different uses as an energy currency. And you may see a little bit more about that in a future episode. Okay, so now we have the service, which is what do we interact? Then we have the currency that where is like, where do we store or how do we carry the energy? Where do we get that energy from? Yeah, exactly. So the, the third piece of the the puzzle here when we opened our black box that is energy systems is the energy source. So that's where the energy kind of originally came from. So so we, we can think about things like sunlight, oil, natural gas, or other petroleum fossil fuel products. We can think about things like waves and rivers as containing energy as a source. Something like geothermal power would be a source of energy, maybe uranium as a source of, of nuclear power. So it's essentially where we go out and find these resources. And it, it can sometimes be a little bit arbitrary where we draw the line between a currency and a source. Because if we really think about it, almost all of the energy on Earth did eventually come from the sun. So even something like coal or, or fossil fuels are mostly ancient biomass that's being compacted underground and turned into this different type of fuel. But again, if we, we think about why we're actually talking about energy systems, it's so we can break down complex problems into a simpler way so we can solve problems with that system. And it, it's it's not exactly useful to say, okay, well, all of the Earth's energy ever came from the sun. So that's the only thing we can apply these engineering methods to. So we call the coal a source and we call the currency what we turn it into to actually achieve the service. So when you're talking about sources, I immediately think, and you just mentioned like oil, solar. So for me, this source would be like the most important part of the system because that way you can say like, oh, this energy system is more sustainable because it's using solar instead of oil. Do you think it's the most important part of the system or like is that how we would approach the energy system to be more sustainable? I guess we need to answer one quick question before we we get into that that question and that's what exactly sustainability even is. So sustainability can definitely be defined in any number of different ways. So you know, depending on who you are and what kind of problem you're looking at, but generally I think we define sustainability using resources in a way that we're going to be able to continue doing that and it's not going to affect the environment or the things and people that live in the environment going forwards. Um, but to get back to is this the most important part of the energy system, in some ways yes, but in other ways no. I think it's it's important that we're looking at this as a system and what's important is the system, not necessarily any single part. But I will agree that it's probably accurate to say that sources are the most critical when we're talking about sustainability in the terms that we are talking about it recently. So most notably, we're talking about things like carbon dioxide emissions and climate change and resulting from the burning of fossil fuels. So yeah, I mean, if, if we look at what's sustainable and why we're actually even looking at energy systems to improve sustainability, we're probably looking mostly at the sources. But 
to get rid of some of the sources we've been using, we need to analyze this whole system and think about how changing the source is going to change the rest of the system. But definitely, since about a third of worldwide emissions come directly from things like heat and electricity, um, which are maybe the most obvious things that relate to an energy system, definitely looking at sources is, is pretty critical. Okay, so if it's not the most important part and we have to look at the whole system, what can we do? Like, how do we take the whole system and do it more sustainable? Yeah, okay, so um, I know I said there was three parts to the energy system, but I'm going to kind of cheat and introduce two more parts. Cheater. <laughs> and they're going to help us answer that question of how do we actually make this more sustainable? So I mentioned already energy services, energy currencies, and energy sources. And I'm just going to put two more pieces in between energy services and energy currencies. And I'm going to put the service technology in between the first and the second part of the energy system. So it's going to go from the energy service to the service technology to the energy carrier. And I'm going to also introduce the transformation technology in between the carrier and the source. You lost me. We had services, currencies, and sources. And you are adding two more things. You said the service technology and the transformer technology. Where do the, I fit those? Like, let's say we understand what that services now is. Like, I'm just going to choose transportation. If I want to come to school or if I'm going to go to my job and I take my car, then... Okay, so you, first of all, you've, you've chosen the car as your service technology. So the service is, as you said, transportation, mm -hmm. and you've chosen to achieve that service using a technology that is a internal combustion engine car. Okay. Now, my currency will be the gasoline yes. that I put into my car so I can just, like, power on. Yep. And my gasoline comes from my oil. Yeah, so the oil is the source. source. Yes. And to get gasoline from that oil, you need a transformation technology, which would, in this case, be a oil refinery. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Now, if we want to make the system more sustainable... We can just choose the services and transformer technologies that are more efficient, like, I don't know, can, like carpooling, or what's the difference? Like yeah, absolutely. So if, if you look at um, one way to make this system more sustainable, you can think about, okay, so normally maybe you drive to work by yourself in a car, but if you were to take public transit or a carpool, you'd be doing the exact same service, but with less energy input so you've you've chosen to be more efficient anywhere along the line of the energy system so that's definitely one way we can become more sustainable what if i decide to use my bike what am i changing like i'm i'm moving from point a from to point b but i'm not using gasoline is that a better way to be more sustainable yeah so that would be an example of of changing a lot of chunks of the um energy system so you would be taking the same energy service, transportation, but achieving it with a bike as your service technology. And in this case, we'd be looking at carbohydrates. Maybe you had a sandwich for lunch. That, That's that, my currency. That sandwich is your currency, the carbohydrates in that sandwich. In this case, it's kind of interesting because agriculture is actually the service technology you use to turn the sun's energy, which is the source in this case, into the food you ate. Hmm, so the, the sun's rays come down, that's the source. 
it hits some wheat that you've been growing that gets turned into carbohydrates by the wheat, which is our mm -hmm. transformation technology. You then eat the bread that it made and ride your bike to school and you've achieved transportation. Um, so that's an example of, of switching out the technologies you're using almost entirely and using a different source to achieve the same energy service. So maybe an electric car is another example of how you might achieve the service of transportation. The electric car is going to use electricity as the currency and that electricity could have come from any number of places, but it is still a replacement to gasoline in a typical car. And this is also an example of, of making things more efficient and switching maybe the source of the energy. Yeah, like if I have a car, an electric car, that the electricity is being made from burning coal, it's not that I'm being more sustainable because my source is still emitting CO2. Yeah, so I mean, you, you really got to dig down into the numbers and it does depend on where you're getting that electricity. But um, that is a really, really useful example of where looking at the whole system is more important than just looking at one single chunk of it. So, you know, an example like this is kind of an argument for and against an electric car that you hear people. So people will say, oh, electric cars are, are good for the environment. And although in 99% of situations, they probably do create some amount less carbon dioxide emissions, they're not always maybe the, the best bang for your buck in reducing emissions. So um, looking at the whole picture is very important in that case. Um, one more thing I will talk about is when we talked about efficiency, it's kind of interesting because we were talking about energy systems. So it would make you think that, that energy itself is very important. But when you talk about something like biking instead of driving a vehicle. You're achieving the same service, but you're doing it with a lot less energy. So it's interesting to note that, as I mentioned at the very start, we, we always want to keep these services in mind as the first piece in the energy system, because what we want and what we care about isn't actually necessarily energy, although we're talking about energy systems. What we want is services. Wait, so if we don't want energy, why are we doing this podcast? Like, um, No. So I said, you know, people maybe shouldn't think about energy. People should think about energy, but more so people should look at energy systems, which is the, the whole system of energy. So yes, this podcast is aimed at educating people about energy, but there's really more to this than just energy. It's, it's energy systems as a whole. And that's definitely something important that we all keep in mind as researchers and what we hope to pass on to everyone listening so they can keep these energy systems interactions in mind in their daily life to become more sustainable. Now that we are approaching the end of the episode, we have the whole system approach and we have like a big black box. And when we open this box, we have the service, which is what we are interacting on a daily basis. Then we have the currency, which is how do we carry the energy to actually do the service? And then we have the source, is where do we get the energy? And we also have two important links that Graham mentioned as well, which is the service technology, that it's between the service and the currency, the transform technology, which is from the currency and the source. And I think that it's important to mention that the services categories, they don't change. 
And we don't need more energy. We just want to achieve the same service with less energy in order to have a more sustainable system. Absolutely. And I'll also add that in summary, we are using this system to be able to analyze these complex issues surrounding energy systems and making sure that when we change one thing to try and improve the system, it's not going to have some unintended consequence somewhere else in the system that's going to create new issues for us. So this whole framework just lets us look at the whole picture and make sure we're improving everything as a whole. And so speaking about solving these problems, if we're thinking about sustainability, the two ways we talked about most easily improving the sustainability of our energy systems are swapping out inefficient technologies for more efficient technologies and thereby using less energy or we can make the system more sustainable by swapping sources from one source that maybe emits a lot of greenhouse gases to another source that has less impact on the environment and so we'll be using this framework in further episodes we'll keep it in mind to explain some more specific issues that surround energy systems, such as the use of renewable technology and how that relates to sustainability, or maybe things like hydrogen as a way to store energy, or why we're using fossil fuels at all. I think that's all for today, and we hope you enjoyed it and learned a little bit, and we'll see you next time. See ya.